0: How would you describe the Christian life this morning? I want you to think about that. We know the New Testament, it describes the Christian life in many different ways. You know, one of them is it describes the Christian walk of life as a race, a long hard contest like a marathon that takes all our energies and it requires a great power of endurance if we are to reach the goal and win a victor's crown. We know it also describes it as a spiritual warfare, a fierce, continuous battle with the forces of evil that seek to destroy us. It is a crucifixion and a resurrection, a death to sin and to self and being born again to eternal life in God. We can also see it describes it as a disciple. A process of training and growth in Christ likeness of character. It also describes it as maybe as a stewardship, being a responsible manager of our pow- of all powers and our abilities, maybe our time, our money and our opportunities for the glory of God and for promoting of his kingdom on earth. But you know this morning, I think about it, the Christian life is described as something else. The Christian life, I believe this morning, can be described as a song of thanksgiving, a glad and joyous hymn of praise to God, be ye thankful. Paul encouraged the believers to be thankful and to give thanks in all circumstances. Turn with me to first Thessalonians five, verse eighteen. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, it says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Be thankful, and to give thanks in all circumstances, because for this is the will of God. And also we can see in Paul's letter in Ephesians, Five and we can see in there verses eighteen to twenty, it's, he to- tells the readers in there to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he told them that a noticeable mark of a spirit-filled is a, is, a, is is thanksgiving. Ephesians five twenty says, "Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ." This morning, as I look at the Christians. I believe we as Christians should be thankful, be a thankful Christian. Thank God for what he's done, count our many blessings. Turn to Colossians 3 and there's uh, verses 1 to 2 and then I'm going to also read in verse 15. It says in there, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And then verse 2 it says, set your affections on things above, not things on this earth. When we must not only seek things above, but we are to think of things above. And verse 15 it says, and let the peace of God ruin your hearts to the which all see ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. This morning as I think of the Christian, we have been raised to a new life in Christ. And since by God's grace, we have been clothed in Christ's righteousness, given the free gift of eternal life, been showered with the spiritual blessings, received the heavenly inheritance and been seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are called to set our hearts and our minds on things in heaven. Where Christ sits on the right hand side of God, interceding for you and I. You know, I believe it is for this reason that we are called to keep our minds on things that are above and to not be influenced by these things that are here down below in this earth. We are to live by trusting in Jesus and not by trusting in our own abilities. We are to find satisfaction in Christ and knowing that in this world we'll have tribulations. But Christ, we know he has overcome the world. We know he has overcome it. And we have a priceless inheritance with Jesus Christ. A beautiful inheritance that can never perish or spoil or it can never fade away. An inheritance that keeps us in heaven. For each one that has accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. So this morning, are we full of gratitude and thankfulness? That the Lord Jesus Christ loves and that he cares for you. For each one of us so very much. And that he's willing to give his life for us. Do we love that? Do we love to tell that old, old story? of Jesus and his love for us. Do we like to share that to those around about us? I was thinking about it this week, Is coming week, is Thursday, is Thanksgiving. We know Thanksgiving Day is an annual national holiday and it's celebrating the United States and Canada. It's celebrating the harvest and our blessings of the past year. We know about the pilgrims and Indians and all that goes with that. And it's a day on the calendar that is set apart to be with our family and maybe our friends and to remember the things we are thankful for. This morning, what are you thankful for? Maybe it's something personal. Maybe you got a start of a new job or maybe there's a new family member. Maybe you're thankful for your church family this morning, a church family where you can worship together. This morning, take the time in your minds. Take the time to think on what are you thankful for. In this life, so many times we can be discouraged and we can find ourselves in the deepest depth of despair. And we deal with the pain and maybe sufferings and the difficulties that are around about, about us. Maybe a loved one who's dealing with a terminal illness and is, it discourages us. And we wonder, how can we be thankful for this? How can we be thankful when we, want to do, when we deal with so many difficulties? And maybe our children are enslaved with the things of the world. How can we be thankful when we know our neighbors are suffering from abuse or dying from a drug or alcohol addiction how can we be thankful when no matter where we turn our world just seems to be falling apart and yet Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5 we are to rejoice evermore You know there was a church from North Carolina had sent a mission team to a leper colony Uh, in the Caribbean islands. The team met a lot of sad patients afflicted with leprosy. You wonder today what is leprosy and we read it in the Bible many times people had leprosy they put them away. So what is leprosy? Leprosy is an infectious disease that causes severe, disfiguring skin sores, lumps and bumps, swelling on your face and ears and nerve damage in the arms and legs and around your body disfigures a lot of people's faces and arms. So this team that met these sad patients afflicted with leprosy, they had one experience that they will never forget. At a worship service they held in the Caribbean island, the lepers came in and took their seats in the pews, and the mission team led them in, a, in, a, in, in hymns that evening. The pastor of the group noticed there was one leper in the back, who was facing the opposite direction was not facing the uh, song leader, and all the rest of the lepers were facing the song leader, and after the end of the song, the pastor got up and he announced, we have, one, we have time for one more hymn. Does anyone have a favorite hymn that they would like sung just yet? About that time, this leprous lady on the back row, she turned around and for the first time faced the song leader, and her face was so disfigured with from leprosy. She had no nose, no lips. Her head was almost like a skull. And when she raised her arm in the air, she had no hand, it was just a little nub. The leprosy, leprosy lady said to us, could we just sing, count your many blessings? We sang that song this morning. It was at this point, the whole mission team experienced something that they had never experienced before. Here was a lady with basically maybe nothing to be really thankful for. She could look at all the discouragements that she had, but yet she was asking for us to sing, Count Your Many Blessings. At first, they could hardly lead the song, and then everyone sang the song with a whole new meaning to it. When upon life billows, you your tempest tossed. When you're discouraged... Thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. You know, if, if counting your many blessings is the leprous lady's favorite song, we cannot count enough to list all the blessings that we have. We have many things to be thankful for. The fact that you're still alive. The air that you breathe, the water that you drink, the sun rises, the sun sets. Having a country to call your own, being loved by a family and friends and church friends. All these are blessings from God. And even sometimes the heartbreaks, the traumas, the rejections we've been through are all something we can be grateful for. This lady was grateful and counting her many blessings. In 1 Chronicles 16, we see David is rejoicing, and he's praising God. It talks about how the ark is brought back into the prepared tent, and David sings a song of thanksgiving. If you want, you can turn to 1 Chronicles 16, and there we're going to look at verses 8 to 15. 1 Chronicles 16, verses 8 to 15. It says, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of his wondrous works, glory you in his holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord, seek the Lord and his strengths, seek his face continually, if you remember his marvelous works that he had done, His wonders and the judgment of his mouth. O ye seed of Israel, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones, he is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. Be ye mindful always of his covenant. And farther in chapter 16, verse 34, it says, We'll give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. His mercy, his love, endures forever. I want us to think about that this morning. His love and his mercy endures forever. The love of God is never-ending, immeasurable. It can endure and preserve through anything. You know, since God's love is steadfast and enduring, it means God will never give up on you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Even when bad things are happening around the world, our situations might look dreadful. God is the God of yesterday, today, and forever. He is the God of joy, He's the God of peace. He is the God of mercy, and He's a God of grace. He's a God of power and He's a God of majesty. He's a God of love and He's a God of so much more. God is worthy of our praise this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Praise God. We can be thankful anywhere and in everything. You know, this morning we all know the story of Jonah in the chapter 2. Jonah had been running from God, but he could not outrun God. The Lord does not give up on us that easy. He calls his children, and he corrects his children, then he conforms his children. Jonah found himself in, the be- in, a, in a whale's, or a fish's belly. But not out of God's reach. We are never out of God's reach this morning. But in that fish's belly, it was a dark, damp, and lonely place that Jonah found himself in. Have you ever been there? Are you in a dark and lonely place this morning? Are you there now? You know, Jonah, he could have given up. He could have just had this little pity party for himself. But no one would or could have come. So he did the best thing possible. What did he do? He remembered Almighty God. I don't know what you're going through this morning. But let me encourage you to remember God. With God, nothing is impossible. He loves you and he wants to help you. He has given you eternal life through Jesus Christ. If you do not have it, it's because you did not receive his gift. Seek those things that are above, not the things that are below. John 1, verse 12 says, But as many as received him, To them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We have so much to be thankful for wherever we are, because the best is yet to come. We that are Christians, that are living for Jesus, the best is yet to come. We're only here for a short while. We're going to live for eternity with Jesus and be with him forever. You know, Jonah, he was able to give thanks to God because he remembered the salvation is of the Lord. His only hope was in the Lord. He, had the, he heard the voice, and he had that voice of thanksgiving in his voice because while inside of the fish he was living, it doesn't matter how bad your situation is in this life this morning, you can still be thankful. This lady with leprosy, she still found ways to be thankful. Count your many blessings. Jonah 2, in verses 7 and 9, says, When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And then in verse 10 it says, And the Lord spoke unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Once Jonah got his heart right toward God, and he expressed his thankfulness, the Lord delivered him out of the fish's belly. The best way out of that bad situation begins with the voice, I believe this morning, is the voice of thanksgiving. He has not stopped loving you, and he never will. When we have no place to turn, We can turn to God. Turn to thanksgiving. Thank the Lord for his forgiveness, his blessings, his promises, all that he has done and all that he is going to do. There's a uh, someone made this statement says we may blame others for our lack of joy, but the truth of the matter is that if our joy is gone, we had no one to blame but ourselves. It shows that we are out of fellowship with our God. If we're having trouble this morning to be grateful, then just maybe we have it too easy. Maybe we need to walk in someone else's shoes for a while when we think life is hard. Maybe we need to imagine how hard life is for people who are trying to survive in the chaos of an oppressive government. Or maybe in the civil wars, living in the Middle East at this time and at refuge camps. Or how could we help to make their lives easier? Maybe we recognize their situations and that their situation is much worse for many of our brothers and our sisters. Maybe this can help us to become grateful for an easier life we have. You know, so many times in life, we feel like the grass is so greener on the other side of the fence. You know, so often when we get on the other side of that fence, now we look at that grass and the grass on the other side look greener. Our difficulties sometimes can help us feel and express our our gratitude. Maybe that was what's going on when uh, two men were walking through a field one day. They spotted this angry, angry bull. So they instantly started running for their lives for the nearest fence. The storming bulls followed in hot pursuit, threatening to gore them with their sharp horns. Terrified, the one man shouted at the other, Put up a prayer, John. Put up a prayer. John answered, I can't. I've never spoken a prayer in my life. But you must. The bowl's catching up to us quickly. So John thought about it He said, all right. I will say the only prayer I know. The one my father used to say at the dinner table. And he said, oh Lord, for what we're about to receive, make us truly thankful. I believe to be thankful in all circumstances. We need a proper perspective of our circumstances of our God. Only then will we be able to give thanks to the Lord always. We know what with but how can we be thankful? Like Paul tells us. He says, "And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you." Do we believe that Paul is telling us to be thankful in our troubles? If we look at these verses closely, I believe Paul's not telling you to be thankful for those things. But I believe rather, maybe he's saying this, we are to be thankful in our circumstances. There's a difference between being thankful for every situation in life and being thankful in those situations. I believe we need to find a reason to be thankful even in our worst situation. Psalms 100 is an encouraging psalm. It's a psalm of praise. And it says in there, just Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastors. Enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into the courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. You know, I believe we are called upon to praise God and rejoice in him. My mind goes to what Paul says when he says this in Philippians. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Are we rejoicing this morning? Are we rejoicing and are we thankful? Knowing we have a God who loves us more than we can imagine. Are we rejoicing and are we thankful knowing we serve a God? who is more powerful than we can even comprehend. And he is a God who has promised to help us if we put our trust in him. Psalms 40, verses 1 to 4 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the merry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. We see here if we put our trust in the Lord, he hears our cries. He lifts us up from our depths of despair. And he also sets our feet on the solid rock. Psalms 18. Two, tells us, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. You know, he gives us a joy in singing a new song. And he says in uh, in Matthew 16, verse 18, it says, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And Matthew 7, 24 to 25 says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods come, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. You know, this morning, when we can, can anchor on the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be anchored through the storms of life. I believe God wants us to be truly thankful and to demonstrate our gratitude in our daily living. Enter into the gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endure to all generation. You know, this morning the Lord is good. There are many reasons today to thank God. In verse 5 of Psalms 100 it begins with, For the Lord is good. All that God has created for man's enjoyment and fulfillment is evidence of God's goodness. We can read in Genesis 1, verse 31, and it says, And God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. And it started with the fall, and this all started with the fall of man that messed everything up by man sinning against God. But that still does not. Changed the fact that God's provisions were and are still good. We can read about uh, Paul and Barnabas preaching in in the city of Lystra. These people did not know anything of the true God. They worshiped many false gods. To help these people to understand better the true living God and what he is like, Paul said this in Acts. He said, nevertheless, he left not himself without witnesses and that he did good, and he gave us rain from heaven and a fruitful season, filling our hearts with food and with gladness. Now think about these verses that Paul spoke here. We also can be filled, fill our hearts with gladness. I think of the many beautiful sunrises and the beautiful sunsets we can see, the stars in the heavens, and the beauty of the four seasons we have here in New York. You know, it was after the flood, God began... The world anew, and he promised, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And as the thing about winter. Maybe God wanted humankind to be cold in the winter so that they would pray for the heat. And maybe he wanted it hot in the summer so that they would pray for the cooling. Maybe God wanted people to plant and then pray for rain and a good harvest. God gives us the blessings of the seasons. Because just maybe he wanted his people to experience longing and lacking so that they will pray to him and maintain a close relationship with him. I, will, I pray this morning. And I, I hope that we enjoy many comforts and the blessings in our lives. But we may experience discomfort at times. Maybe it is so that we will pray deeply and grow closer to God. In our walk of life, there are many seasons in our life, sadness, sorrows, happiness, many things we go through. And sometimes the only thing that can be said for the season I'm in is that it will be, it will be, it is that it will be over eventually. You know, sometimes we think about it's hard. It's hard to remember that God is the Lord over all my life. And that includes the seasons I am in right now as well. In Ezekiel 34 and 26, it says, And I will make them and the places around about my hill a blessing, and I will cause the showers to come down in his seasons. There shall be showers of blessings. You know, all that we have is from God. There was a minister who said these words, he said, where I come from, he bought me. What I know, he taught me. What I have, he gave me. What I am, he made me. Where I'm going, he's going to take me. The true evidence of God's goodness is providing salvation for all mankind. We are all sinners in ourselves and we should be going to hell because of that. But God has offered us and given us an invitation to rescue us from the lostness. In Luke 2, the night that Jesus was born, the angel said to the shepherds, Behold, I bring you good tidings a great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you born this day is in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And we can see in Revelations, there's a great imitation. It says, Let him that hath thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You know, God's God's goodness is evidence. He is always there to help us when we go through these tough times. Naaman 1, 7 says this, The Lord is good, he's stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. You know this, when we're going through these valleys of life, if we call upon him, we will not only help us, but he will also rescue us from our troubles if we trust in him. And there's one of the greatest promises in the Bible that we can go to. One of the greatest promises in the Bible is found in Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So when life seems tough and your heart feels broken, and when everything goes wrong and you just cannot understand why, just remember that if you keep on pressing on, And cling on to him in faith, God will bring a good, even in a bad situation. There was a poet who had been crushed by the setbacks in his life, could not make sense of it. He was able able to focus on one blessed reality, and he wrote this. He said, yet in the maddening maze of things, and tossed by storms and flood, to one fixed trust my spirit clings. I know that God is good. We can see that in Lamentations 3:20, 20, verse 25 says, The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. When we think about all that he has provided, including forgiveness, the newness of life through Christ Jesus, and when you think about how he promised to see us through even life's most trying times, we need to recognize God's goodness by counting our many blessings. The psalmist. In Psalms 100, it reminds us that we should praise God and be thankful to him and bless his holy name for the Lord is good. Where are we this morning in our walk of life? Are we joyful people? Are we a thankful people? We as Christians, we have a brighter future ahead of us and we should be a thankful people this morning. I believe Thanksgiving should be every day, 365 days out of the year. For each one that has accepted the Lord as their Savior. We should be joyful and thankful Christians for what Christ has done for each one of us. True thankfulness comes from receiving the ultimate gift of Jesus Christ. The one who gave his life so we could have our sins forgiven. And be reconciled by God. And have eternal life with Jesus our Lord. You know the Bible clearly instructs Christians to fix their eyes on the Heavenly Father. The true source of every good thing in our lives. You know, without Jesus in our lives, we have no reason to live. There's no purpose to live. There's no reason to count our blessings. But because of Jesus, we have a reason to be thankful. But because he lives, the song goes, I could face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future and life is worth the living. Just because he lives, because of Jesus, we have reason and a reason to be thankful. We serve a God that is almighty this morning. I just want to encourage each one here today to keep pressing on as we live for Jesus and focus on the kingdom of God, our eternal home, because the best is yet to come. And we are excited to know that we have a home prepared for each one of us that accepted him. Let's kneel as we pray. We just thank You again, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to come here this morning to worship You. We thank You for Your greatness, Your love, Your care. We thank You, the God that You are, the Almighty God, who has sent His Son, Jesus, to this, uh, that You sent Him here for us, that we can have a relationship with You. We thank You for that blood that was shed there. We just pray to be with us this season. Just pray to be with us. Help us have thankful hearts. Be with us as we go about our way to continue to live our lives pleasing to you. Just pray for those who are here this morning who have not accepted you as their Lord and Savior. We just pray that they can feel your presence and that the Holy Spirit is leading. That they can feel that they need a relationship with you. Just pray to help them as they seek that. And realize having a life in Jesus is worth the while. And we can be thankful for that. For all that you have done and cared for us and all the many blessings. We just pray to be with with us now in Jesus' name. Amen.